is 6 o'clock on a Friday evening. You know what time it is, people. It's time to get down to business. Time to get a cracking on the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information, conversation, dialogue, debate. That is none other than In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, and as always, to show more than me, as I got my man John Ivory, call him JP, but the man John Ivory making sure we are sounding good, getting you prepared for your weekend as we're streaming this to you via YouTube from Tuscaloosa, and as always, we encourage you to give a like on the show, give a thumbs up on the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube that lets us know here at TDA that we got to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, information, and content on your Alabama Crimson Tide, and it is because of you, the passionate Alabama fan base, that we're over 8,000, that's correct, over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube, so definitely want to continue encouraging you to grow, support the network channel and the brand here. But, got a jam-packed edition, jam-packed set of topics for tonight's show. We're going to get a chance to update you guys on a couple of things, and then after that, we'll dive into some true freshmen that will be able to make an impact in the upcoming college football season. After talking true freshmen, we'll get a chance to sit down with one, uh, with one, my man Zach Osterman, my man Zach Osterman of the Indy of the Indy Star, who covers Indiana University, the Indiana Hoosier. So get a chance to sit down with Zach Osterman, who uh, is going to talk about David Ballou and Dr. Matt Rea and what both of these two will mean for the University of Alabama. And then we'll touch in on one Charlie Strong. And uh, at what point will Coach Strong be able to have an on-field role? at the University of Alabama. That and your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, and concerns on this edition of shows. But starting things off with some updates. One, Tua Tungavangoa, after going through having the hip injury in November of last year and having the hip surgery for the first time on Thursday, he was out actually throwing the football, standing up, making passes, throwing the ball, dropping dives on a field. Very good sign there for Tua, as once again, he is a top five, the top ten projection for the upcoming draft in April. So a very good sign, as you're seeing this here on the screen. Tua Tonkavangoa, for the first time since his hip surgery, he is upright, throwing the football, dropping dimes on the field. Also, in terms of Alabama and the NFL, two more former Crimson Tide players signed new deals with new teams. Those two guys being Ha Ha Clinton Dix and Sean Robinson. Clinton Dix, after, after a season with the Chicago Bears, he has landed a one-year deal with the uh, Dallas Cowboys with $4 million, $2.5 million guaranteed. So, ha-ha Clinton Dix back with one Amari Cooper. And then Sean Robinson, after four seasons with the Detroit Lions, he signs a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Rams worth $17 million. So, big ups to ha-ha Clinton Dix and Sean Robinson. Also, how about Matt Womack, the former Alabama offensive lineman? Yeah, that Matt Womack, he 
he is positioning himself to soon make an NFL roster in terms of what he was able to do at his private pro day. Womack, who played for the Crimson Tide from 2015 to this past season, 2019, is working out at Naples, Florida at total athletic performance at the total athletic performance facility in Florida and during the private pro day Matt Walmack ran a 40 time of five seconds flat put in 26 reps of 225 on the bench had a vertical jump of 39 inches and had a 10 yard split of 1.65 seconds so bit Matt Walmack putting in work there at his private pro day in Florida looking forward to getting the chance to make an NFL roster for himself in the upcoming draft venue but those were just some updates regarding some former Crimson Tide players going off and doing big time things but we get into the first topic of conversation on tonight's edition of shows and it goes down to these true freshmen how many true freshmen will make an impact in the upcoming season for the Crimson Tide, and, and there's quite a few of them that have a chance to be really, really special here, but I got five here on my watch, and first and foremost, Bryce Young is going to make an impact at the quarterback position, the five-star out of modern day high school in Santa Ana, California, a young man at 6'1", or 6 feet, excuse me, 190 pounds, who had a tremendous high school career. We're talking about three we're talking about 13,250 passing yards, 178 total touchdowns, 152 passing touchdowns. A guy that tore up the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, Texas, just had a tremendous performance, was the MVP of that game. And a guy that accurate with the football can thread the needle can throw strikes, can drop dimes, but also a guy that strong character. Nick Saban talked about upon him coming into this recruiting cycle how he loves the entire makeup of Bryce Young, the character that he has, the personality that he has, the spirit that's about this young man, the family that he comes from. He loves the total package that is Bryce Young. And uh, he's going to have his opportunities to get on the field and be an impact player course we all know that you get a chance to play in four games before the coaching staff slaps the red shirt tag on you so fan the, the crimson tire fans despite the fact that there is no a day game and you wouldn't get a chance to see him firsthand inside bryant denny stadium for a day when you look at of course fall camp Tide fans will be able to go out there and see Young in the first open practice in August, see him throw, see him rip the football, see him target wide receivers in stride, see him work the communication with top players on the team. So you'll be able to see him in the open practice. You'll be able to see him in the clippings that will be provided to you guys by people in the media, much like myself, upon fall camp coming around. So you're going to get that chance to see Bryce Young in fall camp. And then upon the regular season coming into play, he will get his opportunity to get on the field and show everybody what he can do, what he's capable of, and why people are so high on him. So number one, uh, most definitely Bryce Young. Number two, I look at Roydell Williams. And uh, 
Alabama has a slew of running backs back on the roster, seven guys. Najee Harris, the main guy behind him. You have Brian Robinson, Trey Sanders. Everybody's excited to see Trey Sanders, Keegan Robinson. And then of the freshmen, you have Jace McClellan, Roy Dale Williams, and Kyle Edwards. Now, a lot of people are excited about Jace McClellan out of Texas. Why? Because of his speed, his burst, his athleticism, his wiggle. He's got some power to him. Everybody is kind of happy to see what Jace McClellan will be able to do on the field. But for me, when I turn on the tape and when I watch the film of Williams out of Hueytown High School here in Alabama – I get small images of Josh Jacobs in the middle of my mind. And the reason why I get these images is Williams has a power to him. He's got the ability to run over guys, run through guys, knock guys over. He's got speed. He's got a stiff arm. He's got the ability to be very evasive, elusive in space. So he's got a lot of qualities to him. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. There were times in high school that they even lined him up as a Wildcat quarterback, and he took the direct snap going up the middle or going around the right end, going around the left end. The guy's an absolute playmaker. In his high school career, we're looking at 5,929 yards rushing, 92 total touchdowns, 84 rushing scores. So while the attention at times can be placed more so on Jace McClellan along with other backs, keep your eyes on Roy Dale Williams. I feel like once he gets on the field, he's going to tear it up. Once he gets on the field, he is going to leave no doubt that he was the best back in this 2020 signing class. Number four, a guy that will make an impact or that I see making an impact in this group, uh, definitely Roydell Williams. At number three, I'm going to go with Big Timothy Smith. Big Tim Smith, the four-star out of Sebastian River High School in Florida at six foot four, 320 pounds. Now, outside of uh, DJ Dale, as you're watching the clips here of Tim Smith on screen, outside of DJ Dale, there is going to be a fight at that nose tackle position because you have Fidarian Mathis who can play at the nose or he can play a defensive end. He's kind of a tweener. And then you have uh, Ishmael Sopser out of Louisiana who's dropped some weight. He can play at that nose spot. But when I look at Tim Smith, despite the fact that Alabama signed uh, Jamarian Latham, uh, Jamil Burroughs, and Tim Smith, a lot of people compare certain guys to Quentin Williams. They say, oh, this guy's quick, or this guy's slippery, or this guy's elusive, or this guy just looks like Quentin Williams. When you watch Tim Smith play, as you're seeing him right now, this guy at 320 pounds really plays like Quentin Williams when you talk the first step. His first step is so effective, efficient, and fast. He is quickly knifing himself into the, into the backfield. We're talking violent hands, shedding offensive linemen, sticking running backs, sticking quarterbacks. His ability to uh, not only just one gap and two gap, but also really take on double teams, make double teams a non-factor, and he has a nose for the football when it comes down to creating turnovers. He is forcing fumbles. He is dragging guys to the ground. He is taking no prisoners. Tim Smith is a bona fide athlete. He is a nasty, big-time athlete creating havoc there in the backfield, and 
While I mentioned there are other guys that can play at that nose tackle position, I look at a Tim Smith once he gets to campus in the summer and uh, the coaching staff gets him into these practices, into these scrimmages, into the conditioning aspect of Crimson Tide football, Tim Smith is going to be a special cat as he's just able to have his way. He had his way in high school just creating so much havoc in the opposing team's backfield. So Tim Smith would be my third guy. At number four, going to go with William Anderson. Will Anderson, the four-star outside linebacker out of Hampton, Georgia. And I'll say this right here. Going back to in recent years when Alabama had Ryan Anderson and Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson was the true edge-setting outside linebacker. He was the guy that stuffed the run. He was the guy that set the edge. If a running back is trying to get to the perimeter right, Ryan Anderson would meet the offensive lineman at the mesh point, shed the offensive lineman, and go running back, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere. And he would drag that running back down, prevent him from getting to the perimeter. Or if a quarterback was trying to run outside, you know, Ryan Anderson would do the same thing. He was a legit secure edge center. That was his role. Meet the guy at the mesh point, boom, attack the running back, attack the quarterback, shed off that offensive lineman, get to the play. Now, Ryan Anderson would also sack the quarterback. He would also create negative plays in the backfield. His senior year in 2016, he had nine sacks. So he was big in sacking the quarterbacks, but his primary role was a true edge setter. It's the same thing with Chris Allen in this upcoming year. Christopher Allen, this upcoming year, is going to be a true edge setter. Keep the running back from getting to the perimeter, funnel the play back inside, allow your buddies to make the tackle. When I look at... Tim Williams, Tim Williams was turning him loose, let him eat the quarterback. That was Tim Williams. Turn him loose, let the young man go. And that's going to be Will Anderson as you're watching him on screen. When his first step, Tim Williams, the way he hits, violent, violent, violent. His first step is Tim Williams, but the way he hits, um, Will Anderson is much like Ryan Anderson, the angry man. So this upcoming season... Will Anderson will have an impact just off his ability for the coaching staff to turn him loose, his first step, his quickness, and his intentions upon meeting and connecting with the quarterback. So that's just that on Will Anderson. The last guy, if I had to put a fifth guy in here, I would look at Jacquees Robinson, the four-star corner out of Florida. He was able to come in on campus and roll early and kind of get some practices in leading up to the Citrus Bowl. Want to see Jacquees Robinson continue to grow, but I think he would be a guy that could be an impact player as a true freshman. But that's going to take us to our first break here on In My Own Worst, the podcast. Just getting started here, folks, on a Friday. Upon our return, we'll dive into your tweets, text messages, and phone calls after this. Every sports fan 
and deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide, only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. And we are back inside the action here, people. On what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And folks, be be reminded, folks, or just want to remind you that still the March Madness bracket going on for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, as we are in round two of the March Madness bracket and voting on your favorite restaurants and or bars in the city. We can look at coming down to check out football games. Voting for round two, as the link is in the description, voting for round two goes up until March 20th at 2 p.m. March 20th at 2 p.m. So get your vote on for the Touchdown Alabama Magazine version of March Madness. TouchdownAlabama.com and choosing, voting on the best restaurants and or bars in Tuscaloosa. But it's your time, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And we already got Wayland in the call-in queue right now. Wayland, it's Friday, man. What's going on? Ah, uh, Stephen, it's finally Friday. How's everybody doing down at TDA Magazine today? We're doing well, man, doing well. Can't complain. Just continuing to get everybody through this time of the coronavirus, but we're still rocking and rolling here on In My Own Words. Yeah, still rocking and rolling. Like I said, we can always have confidence in PDA to be there every day of the week. Yeah, we got some good guys coming in. I'm like you, I think uh, Bryce Young and uh, the uh, big guy, I think, uh, Tim, I think. What did you say his last name was, Alan? Did I did I understand that right? Is that correct? Uh, Tim Smith. Smith, yeah, Smith, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. There's no doubt about that. So we've got to – I tell you what, Alabama, if we get through all this pandemonium we have here, we should be able to have a – looks like a pretty good football team this year, Stephen, if everything just falls into place correctly, you know? I believe that. I mean, the one good thing, now, of course, no type of virus or, or airborne thing is not a good thing, but the one good thing thus far that comes out of all this is at least right now, no football player has been hurt. So we're getting through the spring with no injuries. I mean, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happened to us last year, spring, especially in the starting in the in the August practice when we lost a lot of people it was uh 
it was devastating, but I was, I had on my mind, I know we talked about Wednesday about the, uh, the uh, 2011 tornadoes, and I thought you would probably pick the 2011 team as your number one team. Uh, that was probably my number one team. I was reading you pretty good there. It's hard to beat 2011, wasn't it? It's hard, man. I mean, 2009 will always be special because that was the first year where you got it done with Nick Saban. Everybody bought in. You know, this team, this program was tired of being second-rated, wanted to get back to being champion. So 2009 will always have a special place in a lot of people's hearts, as it should. But for me, just watching the devastation that this place went through in 2011 and how this program restored the city by bringing home a championship, you can't beat that. No, you can't beat it. And I know there's a lot of people in the queue. So I made up a rhyme right after you said that, 2011. So we're going to have our three hearty chuckles here, and we're going to end our conversation here on a Friday night with our poem. So here we go. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I'll always remember the tornadoes of 2011, too. The team said we will never go down, so they brought the title back down to T-Town. And the good Lord and the bear both looked down. They said this team will always go down in the history and memory of T-Town. So everybody stay safe. Keep your uh, family and your friends safe. And we'll see y'all again Monday night, Stephen, the good Lord willing. Bye-bye. Take it easy there, Wagon. We can always depend on Wagon for a great call. But we're going to go to these comments here in the YouTube chat. And as you guys have been writing this up here so far and Let's see here. Tim Glover writes in, I'm worried that the season will be canceled. Tim, don't say that. Tim, don't say that. Hopefully the season will not be canceled, Tim. Uh, going back to something that Commissioner Sankey mentioned to reporters on Wednesday, he is very optimistic. He's very hopeful that in the fall there will be football at the University of Alabama among also among other places. So, very hopeful that football does return in the fall here. Willie351 writes in, they cancel the season. It's going to be a war zone. I pray it doesn't get to that. Same here, Willie351. Hopefully it does not get to that because I myself, along with you, the Crimson Tide fans, leaving my man John Ivory over here, want to see some football being played in, Tus in uh, Tuscaloosa. Not just here, though, but also – college football across the entire landscape let's see here we go on down to mike coleman mike coleman writes in hello everyone my hands are washed and roll tide hopefully everyone is good tonight good to know that your hands are washed mike you're taking those necessary precautions i'm good right here in t-town just on in my own words the podcast doing my best to deliver you the passionate fans an outstanding show we got here Going down back to Willie351, who writes in Demoy Kennedy, Drew Sanders, Will Anderson, those three for sure going to come out the gates firing as freshmen, may just be in a, minimum, in a minimal role, but people will feel them for sure. I like all those guys. I like Kennedy. I like Drew Sanders. I like Will Anderson. Throw in Quindarius Robinson. Throw in Chris Braswell. Hey, throw in Jackson Bradley. Let's throw in all the freshmen. A good number of these freshman linebackers and freshman defensive players are going to have their voice heard on the practice field and in game situations as Nick Saban wants to get the best on the field there. 
Let's see here. Marcus Davis writes in, everything is going to be fine. Delayed but not denied. Amen to that, Marcus Davis. Delayed but not denied. Right on there. I'm feeling that 100%. Continuing here in the chat line with Tim Glover, who writes back with Tim Smith is going to be good. I feel like he could be the next Quentin Williams. Everybody's saying this guy's the next Q, that guy's the next Q, but you, you guys saw the clip that you know, we played on screen here. Tim Smith out of Florida is just busting through the line, cracking skulls, sacking quarterbacks, forcing fumbles. I think he forced about eight or nine fumbles on this one clip, on this clip that you know, we just showed, forcing fumbles left and right. So really like Tim Smith. Let's see here. We got... See here, Marcus Davis writes in, Barmore wasn't consistent last summer doing camp. Dale was. Well, let's see here. DJ Dale was good when he came in. I thought, I thought Christian Barmore was good. I just felt that there was a little bit, there, was, there were a couple more things he needed to work on. That main thing being just handing down or manning down his gap assignment. But when you put Christian Barmore on the field, you see what you got. You see a wrecking ball. You see a passionate player. You see someone that he does not like to not be on the field. He wants to be on the field because he wants to make plays. And you can't coach effort. You can't coach energy. You can't coach, I want to make plays. You either have that DNA in you or you don't have that DNA in you. And Christian Barmore's got that DNA in him of wanting to make plays. So then there's that. I would like to see Chris Allen get a shot. I, I, I like to see Chris Allen do his thing on the field this year. I mean, he's went through some injuries. He's been through some tough situations, but he's got the size at 6'4", 250 pounds. He spent a lot of time, in, especially last year, getting some special coaching from Sal Sanceri. So hopefully Chris Allen can put it all together talent-wise with the technique-wise on the field here. Let's see. Lionel Harris writes in, maybe Alabama should run a 3-3-5 this year. Nickel 3-3-5, Lionel, I can see that. Nickel 3-3-5. I'll run that by Sal Sanceri, Lionel. I'm going to run that by Coach Sal. I'm going to run that by Pete Golden. I'm going to run that by Nick Saban and the coaching staff. See what they think. But uh, Nickel 3-3-5, yeah, run that by them. Let's see here. Keith Lanier writes in, the young running backs look hungry. Wait and see who will step up first. Which freshman do you think? The freshman running backs that will step up this year. First one. Everybody's looking at, of course, Jace McClellan. I'm looking at Roydale Williams. Don't sleep on Kyle Edwards, though. Six feet, 210 pounds out of Louisiana. Power, speed, toughness. Kyle Edwards can go. But we're going to go to our next break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that down. When we come back, we're going to be joined by my man Zach Osterman to talk the Indiana Hoosiers. and the, Well, not the Indiana Hoosiers, but bringing in David Ballou and Matt Rea from Indiana right after this.
want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter in Crimson to Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we are back in live from the break on a friday how to show on the streets in my own words the podcast yours truly Stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine and we are joined live by zach osterman who covers the University of Indiana, the Indiana Hoosiers for the Indy Star. Zach, so happy to have you on today, my man. What's going on? Hey, how are we doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, Zach, when you look at, of course, Dr. Matt Rea and Coach David Ballou, both guys were with the Hoosiers the last couple of years, had a lot of success. Alabama recently parting ways with Scott Cochran, its strength and conditioning coach for the last 13 years. He now goes to the Georgia Bulldogs, but Nick Saban bringing in the dynamic duo of Baloo and Rhea for the sports science, sports performance department. So you got a chance to see both of these two guys firsthand. What are Alabama fans getting? What is, what is the pro get, what is the program getting? And for I myself being in media here for the Crimson Tide, what should the Alabama nation be excited about when you talk the duo of Baloo and Dr. Matt Rea? Yeah, they're interesting dudes. Um, you know, different backgrounds, but their, their paths had kind of crossed at a couple different points in their careers. Um, Matt Ray is more in the speed side. So basically working on player speed, Dave Blue is, is primarily the, uh, weight room guy. Although, you know, I think that their, their roles, like they, they work pretty collaboratively. So they overlap a little bit. Um, you know, Ray is more of a, uh, I, I don't want to say he's made the science up himself, but I think he's very much kind of at the cutting edge of being one of the people that is uh that believes in kind of this this speed training and the the ways in which he um works to get guys faster and don't ask me how that part of it works he's tried to explain it to us uh it's just way over my head but you can see the results that indiana's had um you know indiana obviously being a place that needs to maximize you know every advantage it can find and in particular player development because indiana's not going to get you know, is not going to regularly compete for four and five star guys, top 150 guys, top 300 guys. They'll land the odd player here or there, but they're not going to, you know, bring in a lot of those players every class. So they need to find a way to identify maybe guys that are a little bit undervalued, but also once they get a hold of them, really maximize their skills. And uh, on Baloo's side, um, and we can get into it if you want, because this I do understand at least a little bit more. He talks a lot about something called peak 
power, which is basically essentially explosive strength. So it's not just the the basic idea of how strong are you, but um, how quickly can you max out, you know, your, your strength uh, from a football perspective. And so there's a lot of technology that goes into that, cameras, laser guided or laser imaging type stuff. Um, and the other big thing that the two of them both do is they are not afraid to share their methods with the media, at least to a point. They're not afraid to break them down with the players. That was one thing that I think the players really appreciated from kind of the get-go was the degree to which both guys would sit down and explain this is why we do this and this is what this is built to accomplish and these are the gains that we're looking for you to see over this period of time and this period of time and this period of time. And it just made it easier, I think, for the guys to buy into this, you know, slightly less orthodox way, but a, a way that I think is is increasingly kind of prevalent around, you know, college athletics. Um, you know, obviously, both these guys are down at IMG. They both, uh, or one of them spent time, Baloo spent time at Notre Dame. Um, and the NFL had, had poked around both of them the last year or so, uh, because the NFL is really interested in a lot of these techniques as well. So um, it's it's stuff that can seem a little high end, um, but it's stuff that, at least from from where I sit, works for Indiana. Now, going back here to Baloo here, Zach, is he takes a lot of pride in making sure that these players are maxing out the reps but not tiring themselves out. So what really goes into, I guess, his study of – he wants the players to max out, hit the target goal in the weight room, but do it to where you're not overexerting yourself and you're still having some energy there. So could you kind of dive into what goes into his method of max out, but don't you know wear yourself out with it? Yeah, so essentially, and I think this is, I think this is kind of what he's saying when he talks about this, um, the idea that he presents is something called peak power. And again, I'll, I'll explain this as much as I can. It's not like I've studied it for years and years like he has, but the, the example he gives, it's always stuck in my mind. That makes sense. Is he says that contact at the snap of a football contact at the line of scrimmage usually happens in something like 0.45 seconds. So you can bench press 600 pounds once you can max out that, but if it takes you, in terms of the speed, you know, the, the actual power, if you think back to like, you know, math and science and physics, you know, and what, what is, what is, is power force times acceleration? I can't quite remember, but, um, you know, let's say it takes you 0.7 seconds to reach that peak power. Um, then what good is it? If you're a lineman, you can bench press 600 pounds, but if you need 0.7 seconds to get, the full force of your strength into the contact and the, the contact came at 0.45 seconds. And presumably the guy across the line of scrimmage has already gained a physical advantage. And it doesn't matter that you could bench press more than him because he could move the weight faster and he could essentially explode faster. And so it's the idea that it's not just about maxing out. It's about maxing out at what is a realistic weight to kind of gain that, that explosiveness um, and, and then figuring out that number and then building that up and up. And so it's not the traditional sort of like, I mean, I'm sure they'll do some maxing out, but it's not typically the traditional sort of like how much weight do you think you can possibly lift one time off a bar, put it on there and we'll see. 
it's figuring out what can you do at this speed that we essentially need your peak power, your explosiveness to come through. And how can we get that number to go up and up and up and up so that, you know, when you are, when you're talking about having that maybe half a second before contact arrives at the snap of the ball, um, and I'm using alignment as an example because it's an easier one. There are obviously more complex ones, but but alignment's a pretty straightforward one because that contact always automatically happens immediately at the snap of the football. Can you get, you know, how do you build basically the amount of power you can deliver in that short space of time to guarantee that you are not just stronger than the guy across from you, but stronger at the point of contact? And so then you're the one delivering the blow, which means obviously you're more likely to make your block or blow up your block or whatever. And it also, generally speaking, means you're less likely to get hurt because if you're the one who's, you know, it's one of the oldest adages in football. If you initiate the contact, if you drive the contact, it's you're a lot less likely to get hurt. It's when you are playing shy or, you know, sort of trying to, to, to play within yourself that you might wind up doing something that puts your body in a vulnerable position on the football field. And so, and I think that that can ultimately have kind of the dual effects that you talked about of, you know, obviously getting guys more ready for game day, but also not stressing their body so much that they're breaking down and you start to see injuries, you know, the, the sort of in the wear and tear injuries that can sometimes creep into uh, a weight room during the football season. We're live here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in to the show with Zach Osterman, who covers the University of Indiana or Indiana University Athletics for the Indy Star, talking a little Dr. Matt Ray and David Ballou on the show. And Zach, just going back to Dr. Ray here, in terms of just speed and the speed development program that he has, when you look at Alabama, they recruit the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. They recruit, you know, four and five star guys that are already kind of lightning fast as it is. With Ray's technology, how will he be able to get, you know, these guys to go to hit the target goal in terms of just maximum speed, getting to that spot on the football field and making that play? When you look at the lateral speed and the straight line speed, how will Ray improve that speed at Alabama? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the gains are, in some cases, I don't want to say more marginal, but that, that I, guess, I guess that probably would be the word. I mean, just frankly, if, you, if you're already dealing with an athlete that's a little bit at the higher end of the spectrum, then you know it's it's, it's harder to you have less room to improve essentially. You know, before you kind of max out. But at the same time, I think that the speed training also, again, can go in a little bit too into, um, you know, sort of essentially, you know, body management and, and the ability to build your body up against the wear and tear of a season. Because when you hit, um, when you hit a, you know, a, and I'm thinking about this from a football perspective, I'm thinking about this from a soccer perspective, I'm thinking about this even sometimes from a baseball perspective, there's science that tells you that guys who are built for quick twitch guys that are built to run fast um, over short distances. Typically one of the easiest ways they break down is if you ask them to do it too many times, that sounds simplistic, but you can, we've gotten to a point where we can start to measure essentially how many sprints almost a guy has before he starts to break down. So you build, you know, sort of that part of the body up athletically and muscularly too. Then you're talking about not just gaining speed, but probably also gaining a little bit of, you know, sort of, you know, durability, I guess, in the body for certain guys. And again, 
Listen, I, I think there are probably going to be ways in which maybe the gains aren't quite as significant as they would be in a place like Indiana because you're dealing with a higher caliber of athlete. But I could also see a world where, in particular for younger players, freshmen and sophomores that are coming in, you see the learning curve, you know, the, the sort of the athletic curve kind of flattened for those guys because they're able to essentially come in and hit that, you know, hit that program and build speed, something that even in this, you know, sort of modern age of the way that we train players and, you know, the, 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 all the stuff that even now goes into training high school players, we still don't necessarily work on speed as much at the high school level, at the prep level that we, that we do when you start getting into college and you start refining a lot of different things. So I think that's probably another area where you could see more gains is for younger guys that are suddenly just kind of put into that, that situation and get that opportunity that they probably wouldn't have had uh, previously in their careers. He's Zach Osterman covering the uh, uni- covering the Indiana Hoosiers, Indiana University for the Indy Star, joining us here on In My Own Worth, the podcast, to talk Dr. Matt Ray and Coach David Ballou. And, uh, Zach, we appreciate you so much for taking time out to be on the show with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was Zach Osterman of the Indy Star talking a little David Ballou and Matt Ray and what could Alabama fans hope to see or expect to see from both of those two as they are in the sports performance, sports science department for the program. But we're going to go to another break here on the show. But upon our return, we'll dive back into your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, text messages, and concerns after this. University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. And we are live inside in my own words, the podcast from the break, hottest form of Crimson Tide football conversation, discussion, debate here. Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it's back to you, Crimson Tide fans. Back to you, 205-448-1358. The number to call in and let your voice be heard. 
on a Friday, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M Smith on Twitter. But the number, once again, 205-448-1358 to let your voice be heard on the show but right now we're going to go into a couple of these thoughts here comments in the chat line we'll start this off with nathan d here who puts in well nathan d was answering a thought from marcus nathan d writes in but that's just because barmore is still so raw there wasn't stability in the defense and not even stability on the defensive line so it's no surprise that barmore was a little bit lost but you see what he did with that raw, but you see what he did with the talent that he had. So going back to what Nathan D was just saying, Christian Barmore is going to be fine. Christian Barmore is going to be an impact player as, as he continues to grow, as he continues to get more acquainted, not only with the system in Alabama, but learning what Freddie Roach is also going to have him do. He is going to be fine. But we go now to the call-in queue. We pick up a call here on a Friday. You are live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's going on tonight? Hey, Stephen. How are you? Can I complain, man? How are you feeling? Doing all right. It's Friday. Um, we through a tough week. I know a lot of people are looking forward to uh, getting a lot of spring practice and everything going on. But, uh, but hey, we, we made it. Um, question for you, Stephen. Um, I was just listening to the interview that you had there with um, a guy from Indiana, and uh, I was uh, curious of uh, some of the things he was talking about with um, how the the Matt uh, Rhea, the uh, how he's going to do with the speed. And um, he made an interesting point about you know he got some of these top tier athletes like we got. Um, how is he going to be able to improve? Um, exactly with our speed uh, in particular. I don't know if you got a, an answer to that. I was kind of doing some other things. Can you uh, kind of clarify some of that for me? Well, one of the things that Dr. Ray will do with the speed, I know he has a speed, he has a wind resistant speed system as part of his speed development program to where he will put that, he will put that cord on the back of players or around players and a certain player that may run at 22 miles per hour will get the feeling of what it of what it means to run 24 miles per hour, things of that nature. So he has this wind-resistant, speed-resistant core that really helps players increase that, uh, especially in Indiana. He increased the speed of a lot of those players by a large amount. You could just see how the Hoosiers went from having five wins in 2015 to 2018, excuse me, to eight wins in 2019. So you see how that jump and the ability to have the lateral quickness, the straight line speed. He has this win resistant program, the speed. Uh, development program to where he'll hook the players up to different elements, different uh, different objects, and just test how quickly can they move. So um, I get that. Is that is that like anything that's just only that he's doing, or you know, I'm just kind of curious because I mean, uh, I know he's uh, he's top notch and he and uh, Blue are you know, some really good guys and everything. I just um, I'm kind of curious as to you know what other than like what you just said that the win thing is. Uh, is he going to do to kind of help with the uh, the speed and everything like that? Well, you well you've got you you've got the win thing. He, he, he's brought he's he's brought his own uh, 
He's brought his own uh, devices, his own tools to the university. And of course, with the new science department on campus, there's going to be more technology provided for him, provided to him. So he'll he'll do a number of different things. The speed, the speed development is just one of those, but it'll be a number of different things. He and Baloo are going to bounce ideas off of each other. And I'm pretty sure also with Jeff Allen in the mix, the main uh, you know guy that also looks at some graphs, some charts, some analytics, Jeff Allen will throw some things in there. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed the interview. I'm enjoying the show as well. Uh, I think I'm going to go take the kids out and get some ice cream or something like that. But you guys uh, have a good night and uh, roll tie to you. Appreciate the call coming in there, talking on the interview with uh, with Zach Osterman of the Indy Star, talking about David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray. But going back into the call in queue here, we go back to uh, Nick Saban Jr. who writes in, this is a great show, all I can do is listen. Appreciate that Nick Saban Jr. trying to provide the best content for the Crimson Tide fans. We go on down to Nathan D. who writes in, I hope these coaches stay. Been interest, been, be interesting to see a three-year training result on this freshman class. Yeah, three-year three-year training result on the freshman class. I hope the coaches stay too, Nathan. I hope the coaches stay. And it kind of goes back to something that I mentioned. At some point, if you're Nick Saban, It'll be a good idea to have in that contract, give me three years. I want at least three years with you. I know every assistant coach aspires to be a head coach. Every person in the coaching profession, they want to go higher. They want to go up. They want to progress. They want to be promoted, things of that nature. But one of the things I would like to see Nick Saban do is within each contract, at least say, Give me three years or give us being the Alabama football program, kind of bang my arm there, but give us being the Alabama football program at least three years with you so that we can have some continuity you know, on this coaching staff and bring in more recruits, bring in more athletes so that they can see you know, Alabama is finding a way to keep coaches. Alabama is able to breed that continuity and keep guys around. So hopefully Nick Saban will be able to do that in the years to come. We're going to take uh, another break here on the show. Upon our return, we dive into the conversation of Charlie Strong and uh, at what point can he be an on-field coach for the Crimson Tide? We'll touch it up after this. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. On a Friday, 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 you're back rocking and rolling on In My Own Words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Folks, as always, be sure to drop a thumbs up. Be sure to give a like on the show and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, letting us know that we are to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, and information. Also, if you haven't done so, go to touchdownalabama.com. Link is in the description. Touchdownalabama.com. Touchdown Alabama Magazine to get your vote on in terms of the March Madness bracket when you look at your best bars, your best restaurants in Tuscaloosa. Voting for round two goes up into March 20th at 2 p.m. Central Time. March 20th at 2 p.m. Central Time. So, uh, well, basically that being today, which is March 20th. So, be sure to go to touchdownalabama.com, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, and get your vote on. But, we're back in here to In My Own Words, the podcast. We're talking about one Charlie Strong. And I mentioned this conversation a while back on him uh, being brought in to be more than just an analyst. Brought in more than just an analyst. At some point, could we see Strong as an on-field coach? I touched on it briefly, but want to get more so into this topic because I know uh, – for, for people that have been a head coach for, before, for guys that have been a head coach before, for guys that have been a defensive or offensive coordinator before, you don't want to take a job or you don't take a job as an analyst unless that job is at one of the premier programs in your respective sport, whether it's college football, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, what have you? You don't take an analyst job unless it's one unless it's one of the premier spots in the sport. And uh, along with that, I just feel like Nick Saban and uh, Coach Strong had this conversation of him uh, coming into Tuscaloosa to be the analyst. But the conversation was had with at some point, Coach Strong was going to have the opportunity to be a bigger factor on this defense, have a bigger role on this defense, whether it's as a coordinator or as an on-field coach. The question becomes, because he's going he's gonna to be an on-field coach at Alabama at some form, at some, at some point. But the question is, at what variety will it come? At what point will it come in? Because the pressure is already on Pete Golding. You don't make a hire to bring in a Charlie Strong if you don't see that he could be a bigger benefit to you as a coordinator 
or as an on-field coach, you don't bring Charlie Strong in just for shuffling paperwork. You don't bring Charlie Strong in to just handle the coffee runs. You don't bring Charlie Strong in to shuffle charts and graphs. You don't bring Charlie Strong in to watch, you know, We Are Marshall and Space Jams on the TV. You bring in Charlie Strong for a distinct job. So the pressure is already on Pete Golding in a sense of, you know, Coach Golding knows the slightest hiccup the slightest slip, the slightest struggle from this defense from uh, my head in terms of coaching this defense, I'm going to look behind me and all of a sudden I'm going to see Coach Saban give this headset to Charlie Strong and he's going to be running this defense. So the pressure is already on Coach Golding to deliver and make the necessary improvements he needs to make. Now, getting back to Coach Strong, I can see this going down in one of two ways. So, way number one, it'll be a situation where Coach Golding could have a slight slip, a misstep, a mistake. We could see we could still see where the Alabama defense is not where Nick Saban wants it to be at. The Crimson Tide defense is not following the standard that the fan base wants it to have, and that the coaching staff wants it to have, and that the players themselves, I guess, want them to have. So if that were to happen, I can clearly see Coach Saban prior to the season even starting going, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold the heck up. Uh, we're not having what I thought we were going to have. We're not making necessary improvements. Uh, Pete, give me this. Uh, Charlie, put this on. This is your defense now. I can see Nick Saban going way in front of the locomotive, pause it, score, hit the brakes, and literally take the headset from Pete Golding and hand that sucker over to Charlie Strong to run the defense. But there's a part two to this, and we'll get to the part two on the other side of the break. Don't touch that down, folks. You're listening to In My Own Words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Okay, so as we're back in from the break here, part one of the Charlie Strong conversation was if there would be a slight slip or a slight struggle or a slight hiccup from Pete Golding prior to the season starting, that I can see Nick Saban getting in front of a train, stopping it. And going, okay, this is not working. This is not what we want. Let's have uh, Charlie Strong run this defense. Pete, give me this headset. Or it could be a situation where Pete Golding makes a massive improvement. It could be something where Pete Golding takes a huge step, a huge jump up. He makes the improvement. Dylan Moses has an All-American Buckus Award, you know, first-round pick type year. Joshua McMillan goes off. LeBron Ray goes off. Christian Barmore goes off. You know, Will Anderson and a couple of these freshmen go off. The secondary is creating turnovers. It could be a year where 
Pete Golding makes those necessary adjustments. The defense gets back to being a strong top five Alabama defense. And Pete Golding is hired away by some other team. And that could put Charlie Strong back to being an on-field coach. So he's going to get back to coaching defenses. You know, he's going to get back to being an on-field guy. And he will be an on-field guy for the Crimson Tide. The question is just... In what variety will this come? At what point, at what distinct moment will this come? Will it come at the beginning of the year? Will it come at a position where, you know, Pete Golding has a slip up through a couple of games of the season, and then before we get into the big matchups, then Nick Saban pulls the reins? Or could it be a situation that I mentioned where, you know, Coach Pete has a big year, monster year, marquee year, gets whisked away by another program, and then you know, Charlie Strong becomes the on-field coach. There's a number of different varieties here we can look at. But to end all be all, I do see Charlie Strong at some point becoming an on-field coach for the Crimson Tide. But as always, people, uh, you want to know the best in news, notes, and information on your Crimson Tide. It's very easy and simple to get the information. You do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app, and you can get this from your iPhone app store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you've got the Android phone. At the podcast options, you can check them out, whether you like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, yours truly, I shall return on Monday. Continuing the conversation, news, notes, and information on Alabama football, but as always, leaving you with my three favorite things. And it goes a little something like this Husbands love your wives Wives be good to those husbands Children don't get on your parents Nerves get those chores done Get those three hearty meals a day Those three great laughs a day Protect yourself Protect the people around you Until next time folks This has been In My Own Words 